Welcome everyone to Elevate. I am your host, Dr. Corey Sandra, chiropractic physician, outdoor enthusiast, and occasional actor. Our mission at Elevate is to help you elevate your life to new levels, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and energetically, with incredible information in the field of health and wellness from a holistic, natural approach. Let's get rolling. Episode 5, Elevate. Today, we're going to discuss the thyroid gland. When I'm not working on somebody's neck pain or back pain or shoulder pain or knee pain or their fibromyalgia or their degenerative disc disease or degenerative joint disease, thyroid is one of the biggest things I see in the office. So many people have thyroid imbalances and I think it's one of the most underdiagnosed conditions out there, and I'll explain why I think that in, in later in the show, but it's, 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 it's a huge problem, and I'm going to talk about how, what I look for with thyroid issues in the office, and what I do to address the, the situation um, from a more natural, holistic standpoint. For starters, what is a thyroid? Most people think when they think thyroid, well, it has to do with metabolism and why we are thin or why we're heavy. That's part of it, but the thyroid is a little butterfly-shaped gland that sits at the base of our throat, and it is directly or indirectly responsible for regulating the majority of systems in the body. It affects metabolism, our mood, our hormones, our aging. You think of your thyroid as, if we use the analogy of a combustible engine, the thyroid is the spark plug. It is our spark plug for our body's engine. So when the spark plug sputters and is not firing like it should, well, our body doesn't run like it should. It deals with our metabolic rate, is how our body utilizes fuel for energy. It's also tied in with our breathing heart rate, our nervous system, our body weight, our muscle strength, women's menstrual cycles, body temperature, our cholesterol levels. So it's it's a huge thing. It's estimated there are 27 million Americans that have thyroid-related disorders, whether it be um, hypothyroidism, which is low thyroid, or Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune condition of the thyroid, and at the other end, hyperthyroidism, which could also lead into another autoimmune disease, which is Graves' disease. Today, I'm primarily going to be talking about hypothyroidism, low thyroid, and Hashimoto's disease. I, I just don't see a lot of hyperthyroidism or Graves' disease in my office. I just don't. It's, you know, for every 100 patients that may come into my office, with a thyroid issue, maybe one or two percent is hyperthyroidism. So what are the symptoms of a thyroid imbalance, specifically low thyroid or Hashimoto's? Well, number one is fatigue. Even after someone has slept for eight to ten hours, they're still worn out. Or they need to take daily naps. Weight gain or the inability to lose weight 
is another big one. Mood issues, including anxiety and depression, people whose emotions are all over the place. It could be a thyroid imbalance. You know, a lot of people that have depression, I think the one of the studies I looked at, 30 to 40% of them had a, a low thyroid. Hormone imbalances, so like with women, PMS, irregular periods, infertility, low sex drive. I've had several female patients come into my office. They were trying to get pregnant and they've been to specialists. They forgot to check the thyroid and you get their thyroid working, they get pregnant. It's kind of a cool thing. Muscle pain, joint pain, tendinitis. A big one I see is cold hands and feet. And they're always cold, but specifically the hands and feet. And then from a, a temperature point of view, uh, one of the early pioneers of thyroid health, uh, Dr. Broda Barnes, basically said that if your axillary temperature, that's taking your temperature in your armpit, when you wake up in the morning before you get out of bed, if you take your temperature with a thermometer in your armpit, and if it's below 97.6, you have a thyroid issue regardless of what the blood tests say. Dry, cracked skin, brittle nails, hair loss, where women come in and my hair's falling out. Most often it's low thyroid. Constipation, brain fog, poor concentration, poor memory. Also, when the, when, with hypothyroidism, they can have goiter, so neck swelling. A lot of times people can, patients walk into my office and I, their neck's swollen. I can look at their neck and it's swollen. You know they have a thyroid issue. So we order blood tests or I do muscle testing. Even snoring, a hoarse voice, or a lot of people that are diagnosed with sleep apnea. A lot of times their thyroid's enlarged and when we correct the thyroid, the sleep apnea can go away sometimes. So what are some of the causes of low thyroid or Hashimoto's disease? Well, one of the biggest things I see, and I'll say it, I say it to my patients all the time in the office, I'll say it here, you have a shitty diet. Usually a diet that's high in inflammatory foods such as grains and starches and sugars, a zinc deficiency, selenium deficiency, and iodine deficiency can also disrupt the thyroid. But one of the biggest ones I see in the office is gluten. So whether you have a gluten allergy or a gluten sensitivity, which is wheat, rye, oats, barley, spelt, gluten can totally disrupt the digestive system and lead into our good old leaky gut or gastrointestinal dysbiosis. And when that happens with leaky gut, when we get inflammation and those cells start to open up and undigested food particles can leak through pathogens like candida and fungus and viruses can leak through. And then the body ends up attacking that. And then we get more inflammation and we get more dysfunction in the body. And then it can lead into Hashimoto's or an autoimmune because the body is, immune system is busy attacking these undigested food, food particles, the candida, the viruses, and some bacteria. And then what ends up happening, the immune system will, through T cells, release cytokines. Again, here we, here, here we go again talking about the cytokine storm, which we see in COVID, which we can see in influenza and a host of autoimmune diseases. And what happens is, depending on our genetic tendencies, 
these food particles and these pathogens will migrate throughout the body. If it deposits in your joints, we get rheumatoid arthritis, we get gout. If it stays in the gut, celiac disease, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis. If it goes to the brain and the spinal cord, we get MS, we get Parkinson's disease. Well, if it goes to the thyroid, Hashimoto's. Same pathway, leaky gut, or what we call gastrointestinal dysbiosis, inflammation, body attacks these foreign invaders, and our body, in, the, in this case with the thyroid, our thyroid is gets attacked as well, but in, in reality, it's collateral damage. Our thyroid is just collateral damage to the immune system trying to go after these invaders in our body. Other things we see with, with crappy diet is soy. Any unfermented soy products like the soy protein powders, the tofu, detrimental to thyroid suppresses thyroid function like crazy and your cruciferous vegetables like broccoli cauliflower kale brussels sprouts and cabbage they have uh, what they call isothiocyanates which disrupt thyroid and they have other goitrogens in them that suppress thyroid function as well even toxins like chlorine and bromine and fluoride which are in the same column is iodine. Iodine is needed to produce our thyroid hormones, T3 and T4. Well, chlorine and bromine and fluoride can displace iodine, causing more imbalances in the thyroid. And then I mentioned pathogens when we get leaky gut. The biggest thing I see with Hashimoto's as well as any autoimmune disease is candida. So we got to address the candida. The Epstein-Barr virus is a common bugger we see with thyroid that needs to be addressed as well. And good old-fashioned stress. If we're under a lot of emotional stress and our cortisol is elevated, which causes more inflammation and causes altered sugar metabolism, that can su suppress thyroid function. So in a nutshell, leaky gut, shitty diet, toxins, pathogens, stress, those are the big things I see. So how do I go about addressing thyroid issues, whether it be hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's? Well, one, I want to eliminate gluten. And if my patients can be more aggressive, I think they should just eliminate grains in general. I don't think human beings are designed to eat grains. There's too many anti-nutrients. Anti uh, there's too much sugar, too many carbohydrates, too many omega-6s that disrupt our omega-6, omega-3 balance. But gluten primarily has got to go. So wheat, rye, oats, barley, spelt, get it out of your diet. And it's just easier just to go grain-free. Get rid of the soy. Get rid of the cruciferous veggies. So your broccoli, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts, cabbage. Get those out. And then try to eliminate fluoride and bromine and chlorine from your diets. You know, if you have chlorinated water, we'll get some water, fil water filtration systems that will get rid of chlorine. Then we got to address the candida or any yeast that's running throughout the body. Talked about this before in one of the earlier podcasts on candida. Oil of oregano. I like ADP from Biotics Research. Canned Assist is another good product. You also got to check the stomach. Sometimes the stomach, you might not be producing enough hydrochloric acid, which can also cause a disruption in your microflora. So 
I might have to put a patient on hydrochloric acid and pepsin. They may need a probiotic. I like megasporbiotic. So those are my antimicrobials that I will use. Supplement-wise, the best supplement I found, and it's my number one seller in the office, is Ecothyroid from Professional Health Products. And it is a thyroid glandular that does wonders for balancing out thyroid. Many of my patients that are on Synthroid or Level Thyroxin, some of the others, they'll they they'll take the Ecothyroid instead of the prescription drugs. Now, again, remember, I'm not telling you to quit taking your medications. I'm not adjusting your medications. That's out of my scope of practice. You need to work with your medical doctor to discuss it with them. Hey, I'd like to try this and wean me off of the other one, off the prescriptions. So let's try the uh, supplement, Ecothyroid. And most of my patients that make that step end up staying on the Ecothyroid because they feel so good. It literally changes lives. I will also use iodine. So I like Iosol from TPCS Labs. Uh, you got to be careful with iodine and autoimmune diseases like Hashimoto. Sometimes it can cause a flare-up. Uh, so a lot of times mixing iodine with selenium seems to alleviate that. Zinc is another big one I use. And occasionally I will need L-tyrosine. Well, L-tyrosine is an amino acid that helps with form... Uh, one of the building blocks to the uh, thyroid hormones, T3 and T4. From a diet perspective, I talked about what we eliminate, but if you if you have Hashimoto's, I think you need to go on an autoimmune paleo diet. Um, the carnivore diet I've been finding works wonders on autoimmune diseases because we're getting rid of so many irritants to the body. If you're into essential oils, the two uh, the big oil I, that works really good on thyroid is lemongrass. So just a couple drops topically on the thyroid. Lemongrass has wonderful anti-inflammatory properties. And plus it also has an effect at being a critter killer. And when I say critters, I'm talking about candida. I'm talking about bacteria, viruses. It's wonderful topical. Another good one I see and I use is black seed oil. Black seed oil rubbed topically on the thyroid does wonders for controlling the inflammation and being an antimicrobial. Reducing stress in your life, whether you do yoga, meditation, exercise, reading a book, breathing. One of the biggest things I'm seeing in my office and using on myself is the Wim Hof method of breathing. I'm, I'm not going to talk about that too much right now. Well, that'll be in a later podcast. Hopefully I can get Wim Hof on my show and we can talk about his breathing for stress release and optimal immune function. Other than that, that's basically what I do for thyroid. Now, I also want to talk about lab values because this is where a lot of patients get confused because they suspect they have a thyroid imbalance. They go to their doctor, the doctor runs the test, and the doctor says, oh, your thyroid's normal. And one of the biggest problems I see is the TSH, which is thyroid stimulating hormone, which is a hormone that starts or produced in the pituitary gland and it sends a signal to the thyroid, we need to produce more T3, more T4 to keep the thyroid running. Well, depending on what lab you go to, it can be a range of 0.4 to 5.5, which is uh, micro international units per milliliter. So 
usually the labs will be 0 0.4 to 4.0, 0 0.5 to 5.5. And the doctors will look at it and just say, oh, you're in this range, you're fine, your thyroid's fine. But their hair's still falling out. They can't lose weight. They're tired all the time. They have cold hands and feet. Their body temperature, their axillary body temperature is 97.6 or low. Sometimes it's 96 degrees, 95 degrees. You have thyroid problems. Dr. Broda Barnes, who was one of the pioneers in thyroid health, basically said the axillary body temperature readings is more accurate than the blood test. But several pioneers in functional medicine and thyroid health think that the range, the TSH range, needs to be greatly reduced. Some of the physicians are saying the range should be between 1 to 2, where anything over 2.0, your thyroid is out. Some are even saying if it's greater than 1.5. In my office, I, I want the TSH below 1.5. If it's above 1.5, usually ecothyroid does the trick. And also, medical doctors, when they run blood tests, they, only, they will only run a TSH. They won't run the T3, the T4, the free T3, the free T4, and the thyroid antibodies. You can't get an accurate picture with just a TSH. Just like when you do a lipid panel, you can't just look at the cholesterol level and, oh my gosh, your cholesterol is 400, you need to be on a statin. You have to look at it with all the other lab values and ratios and factor it in. It's the same thing with the thyroid. You need more than just a TSH. Other tests, they'll just do a, T, a TSH and a T4. That's not enough information. You need all of them. None of them will do a free T3 and a free T4. So from a lab value standpoint, free T3, the standard range is three to seven picomoles per liter, optimally, five to seven. Your free T4, the standard range is nine to 23. Optimal range, 15 to 23. Reverse T3, 11 to 21 is the standard, which is nanograms per deciliter. Optimal range is 11 to 18 nanograms per deciliter. And these are, these lab, these optimal lab values, uh, I, I really like one of my favorite thyroid Experts out there is Isabel Wentz. She's a, a pharmacist and world-renowned with thyroid health. So those are her lab values, and I tend to agree with them when I'm working on patients in the office. And then to check to see if a patient has Hashimoto's disease, well, we've got to look at the thyroid antibodies, the TPO and the thyroglobulin. And in most traditional labs, they want it 35 or less international units per milliliter. That's way too high. Isabel Wentz says it needs to be less than two international units per milliliter. So if it goes above two, you may not have full-blown symptoms of autoimmune you know, Hashimoto's disease, but you're on your way. So I like them under two. So basically with the TSH, I, I want the value below 1.5. And I want the thyroid antibodies below two. That's typically what I look for, what I shoot for. And I, how I test, I do blood tests. 
but I also do manual muscle testing to check for the integrity of the thyroid gland, to check for nutritional imbalances, to check for foods and pathogens that they're reacting to. And then I'll use my skills in the office and the techniques I've used over the years. You know, if there's a virus that's affecting the thyroid, I like the Neuralink protocol, which is a neurological integrative system developed by Dr. Alan Phillips out of New Zealand. I think it's one of the greatest techniques out there, modalities out there that helps address uh, brain and body imbalances. It's basically about letting the brain know, hey brain, we have a problem, you need to do something about it. And by stimulating certain reflex points and acupuncture points, we can help address these issues. And when we're dealing with viruses, Neuralink works wonders. If you have any questions about thyroid and thyroid health, call my office, message me on Facebook. Now, granted, can't give exact dosages and say you've got to do this, this, and this without taking a full history on you and evaluating you, running some tests. But what I've presented here today hopefully can give you some education and information that you can take back to your doctor and work with your healthcare provider to get you over this low thyroid Hashimoto's issue, which so many people are dealing with. I mean, it's, it's like I said, you know, 27 million Americans have a thyroid imbalance and 60% don't even know they have it. Well, again, if we're using standard laboratory analysis and there so many people have fallen through the cracks because they're being told that their, their thyroid's normal, but when we shrink that range down, I think there's actually more people out there that have thyroid issues. So that just about ends it for today. Uh, our next podcast, I'm going to be doing type 2 diabetes. So I'm hoping to have that out in the next day or two. We'll kick some butt. Have a great day. The information contained in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All information presented by the host, guests, and all other material is not intended as a replacement or treatment for any medical condition, nor is it intended to examine, diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition. Before engaging in any healthcare decision, please seek the care and guidance of a qualified medical physician.